Welcome to our latest Employment Law Coffee Break podcast. Today, I'm joined by Julian Hemming, who co-leads our International Employment Group at Osborne Clark, to look at the considerations for employers in the current climate, many of whom are keen for staff to celebrate the holiday season after nearly two years of working through the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome, Julian. COVID-19 continues to be a real issue for businesses looking to keep their operations going while protecting staff. And what we're seeing now is a number of queries from clients as to whether they should be considering anything in particular as work gatherings rise up the agenda in the run-up to the Christmas holidays. Yeah, thank you, Catherine, and hello, everybody. Whilst not unexpected, I think we are all disappointed that COVID continues to play such a large part in our lives as we come to the end of 2021. Employees meeting face-to-face is such an important aspect of the workplace dynamic and culture, particularly on social occasions. Many employers are now well-versed in ensuring that their workplaces are safe, with COVID-19 health and safety risk assessments central to this. But it is important to remember that an employer's legal obligations, including health and safety duties to protect the safety and well-being of staff, extend to organised work events outside of the normal workplace. Thanks, Julian. So what should employers be thinking about before arranging a Christmas celebration for staff? First of all, Catherine, it is important to take a step back and consider if an event is the right thing for your business now. For some, it will be, but we are seeing some clients delaying parties until 2022 to perhaps lighten up January a bit more. This is both because employers are concerned about large numbers of staff needing to self-isolate in the run-up to Christmas, which may traditionally be a busy period for the business, and also because many employees remain nervous of attending large gatherings using public transport and so on, when Christmas is so close and self-isolation would mean missing their family at Christmas. With the devolved governments in Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland all imposing increased measures over recent weeks and days, including encouraging employees to work from home, it will be important for employers operating across the United Kingdom to consider whether taking a different approach for different work locations creates difficulties for employees' relations. The same is true for international businesses in light of some of the new lockdowns and increasing restrictions being implemented in some European countries. Uh, Thanks, uh, Julian. And where employers do want to go ahead, what advice can we give there? Well, as I said, there is a noticeable trend for smaller events, perhaps on a team by team basis rather than a company wide party. For events held in person, employers are also needing to think carefully about how any celebration held can provide the same level of COVID-19 protection as is being accommodated in the work environment, as inconsistencies could undermine the employer's health and safety policy more widely. The government recently recently updated again its working safely during coronavirus guidance, reinforcing the importance of carrying out risk assessments. This guidance will also be helpful for employers considering control measures in a social context, including greater use of lateral flow testing or, where appropriate, working with the venue to ensure that appropriate ventilation and bringing in some of the other measures that are suggested to crowd settings. It's interesting, you mentioned lateral flow testing. Um, The health secretary previously indicated that this would be a sensible precaution for those attending events over the Christmas period. And on that note, the government's now updated its guidance advising people to take a lateral flow test. And it reads, if it is expected that there will be a period of high risk that day, 
um, which includes spending time in crowded and enclosed spaces and which would potentially cover a staff social event? Yeah, that's right, Catherine. Lateral flow testing is something which individuals are becoming increasingly accustomed to. But given the complexities of processing sensitive personal data, employers may want to consider asking employees to ensure they take a lateral flow test and do not attend where any positive result is obtained, rather than asking the employees to provide actual evidence of testing or to record their result through a particular workplace process. Thanks, Julian. And just sort of on another note, given that for many businesses, this could be one of the first in-person social events that has gone ahead since the start of the pandemic, employers may need to remind employees of the behaviour expected at such events. Um, you were thinking about new joiners in the interim um, and obviously the continued spotlight on sexual harassment and inclusion more generally in the workplace. Yeah, Catherine, that's right. And this is where lawyers can be seen as real sort of doom merchants to Christmas, Christmas, isn't it? But events that do go ahead, it's worth employers reflecting on some of the issues which we are seeing relating to social events generally, so that everyone can have a good time this Christmas. I know that a lot of people are thinking that parties will be smaller this year, but it is still possible for that enjoyment to be spoiled by a few wrong turns. Thanks, Jean. So have you got any top tips there? Well, I think to begin with, work colleagues have discovered that they have really missed each other's company during COVID, and I'm very pleased to meet again in person. And if drinks are going to be freely available at an in-person gathering, just make sure there's enough food to go with it, because people who are generally are fully in control of themselves at events can still find that at the end of a long day's work, if they are presented with a lot of alcohol, it can go to their head. And remember also, most importantly, that not everyone will want to drink or celebrate, celebrate the drink at Christmas. It is important to be sensitive to individual beliefs and ensure, ensure that everyone has the opportunity to feel included. Secondly, in the time before COVID, we used to send out firm but humorous messages in advance of the office Christmas party, saying things like, just because you think you might be more attracted to other people after you've had a few drinks, they might not feel the same way, so keep your distance and have fun. Those messages still apply, even in smaller gatherings. Whilst we should all be much more aware of the issues, particularly around harassment and banter in the workplace, in my experience, that awareness seems to be forgotten by some parties, where it is all too easy for a joke to go too far. And I think the word banter needs to be abolished from these parties. So it's obviously the case that face-to-face -face events need to be thought of very carefully by it. Thanks, Junior. And as you say, you know, these behaviours are very topical at the moment. Um, can you just run through some of the consequences to be aware of? Yeah, well, in the most unfortunate cases, a claim for sexual harassment by the victim and by others who may be offended by a colleague's misbehaviour could arise. And these claims need to be handled very carefully, usually with an independent investigation and a great sensitivity given the serious upset that can be caused when misbehaviour occurs. Apart from the impact on the victim, harassment can of course be career ending for the harasser. And I'm not defending such misconduct, but it is fair to say that sometimes people who are otherwise have good self-control can make errors of judgment when under the influence. And that is not something employers want to be responsible for. Apart from the potential significant internal reputational damage for the employer, whose reputation is tarnished with its own employees, there is also a high risk of external damage, either through bad publicity or through employment tribunal claims where damages are unlimited in these cases and can run into hundreds of thousands of pounds. 
remember also that if unfortunate events are discussed online on either company platforms or other social media, that can escalate the problem and give rise to additional claims. So this is a good time to dust down your acceptable use of IT policy and social media, media policies to make sure that everyone is aware of their obligations under them. Thanks, Julian. And just one final question. There's a difficult line, isn't there, between sort of creating a joyless atmosphere and making sure things don't go too far. Is there a role managers can play in this? Yes, there is, Catherine. I think some managers may not attend events because they may be concerned about having to take responsibility if things go wrong. But hopefully that won't happen. And it really is a key role of managers to attend events and to set an example. Whether managers attend or not, if the event is sponsored by the employer in some way and a harassment issue arises, it is almost certainly going to be seen as an at-work event for which the employer will be liable, in addition to any personal liability for the perpetrator of the harassment. So I would really encourage managers to attend, enjoy themselves, but have a friendly eye out for anyone who may be enjoying the party just a little bit too much so that they can either be gently guided away from trouble, even encouraged to go home. Thanks, Julian. That's really helpful and obviously very timely advice as we enter the Christmas holiday season. If you do have any questions, please do contact Julian or your usual Osborne Clark contact. We'll be happy to help you. Many thanks for listening today. 